0: You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast conversations to help you look forward with faith. Faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 90 How to Have a Good Bad Day. Do you ever have a bad day? Most humans have had at least a couple in their lifetime. What is it that makes a day feel bad? And what do you do when it happens? Do you have a plan? to have plenty of bad days, but now I don't have any. Instead, I've learned how to have a good bad day. Sound intriguing? In this episode, we'll talk about what the difference is and how having good bad days is the key to continual progress. If you enjoy this podcast, I know you would love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's available in Deseret Bookstores and on amazon.com. It is filled with 21 tools to help you live life as the best version of yourself. Thank you to everyone who has left a review for this podcast. I read all the reviews and I'm so grateful for each person who takes the time to give back in that way. Podcasting can feel a little lonely sometimes and it means so much to me to receive feedback and to know that taking the time to create these episodes makes a difference for someone. If you've left a review, thank you. And if you haven't left one yet... It would mean so much to hear from you what your biggest takeaway has been so far. Today's review of the week comes from Brady. She says, the thing that stands out in my mind from what I've learned from you is the power of consistent, small and simple things. The small things we do really matter. I think one of your terms for the small things is fundamentals. I remember one podcast where you teach that when we aren't doing those fundamentals, We are operating at a low level and all our problems seem bigger than us, but when we do take care of the fundamentals, then we become a level 10 version of ourselves and are as big or bigger than our problems. I've definitely seen the truth of that in my life. Thanks for teaching the importance of small things. Brady, thank you so much for the review and for the reminder of this powerful principle of the fundamentals how it literally affects how big we feel in relationship to life's problems. This is especially important for the topic of today's podcast, because we all have bad days when things don't go perfectly. Those fundamentals will still support us. And even if we feel like we do a sloppy job with them on those days, even minimal effort is better than no effort. We're going to explore the actual math of how this works. Thank you so much for the review and keep up with those fundamentals, my friend. If you want to be the reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far, your ratings, your reviews, your shares. That's what makes this podcast possible. So thank you so much for listening and for sharing. So friend, what do you do when you have a bad day? Do you have a plan or do you go where the wind takes you? I'll never forget a few years ago, I was struggling with something and a friend texted me and I confessed that the day was hard. Before I knew it, she said, I'm coming to the rescue. I have a self-care survival kit. I'm packing it up right now. Within the hour, she was on my front porch with a bag full of goodies. I was astonished, first of all, that there is such a thing as a self-care survival kit. And second of all, that she was already prepped like this. The bag was full of everything from fresh fruit and vegetables, grapefruit juice. How did she know that I love grapefruit juice? She had essential oils and an inspirational talk. I was also impressed with what was not in the bag. It was not full of sugar or a free pass to binge Netflix all night and scroll social media. We often confuse what is good for us when life feels hard. So what do you do when you have a bad day? Do you still show up in the things that are important and will actually help you feel better? Or do you spiral down? For many years, I used my bad days as permission to let things go. Good habits went out the window and I would turn to numbing behaviors of escape. Not every day in life is rosy and knowing and even expecting this is important. Professional golfer Jack Nicklaus once said that the real key to being a great golfer was playing poorly well. It's one thing to play well when life is awesome, and it's an entirely different thing to be able to play well when things don't feel so awesome. Jim Afremow, he's the author of The Champion's Mind, he calls this being ugly but effective and having a good, bad day. I love this distinction. I used to think of life in terms of good days and bad days. Now I think of it as good days and good bad days. So what is it that makes the difference? How can we play poorly well and have good bad days? Life will bring the bad days to everyone. We, however, can turn it into a good bad day by our response. We can learn to play poorly well. In grad school, I was a music composition student and I took a film scoring class. We learned all sorts of amazing techniques for how we can use music to enhance the scene happening on the movie screen. One of the most powerful ways I see music used in film is the use of juxtaposition. When you have music in great contrast to what is happening in the storyline. For example, you'll see this powerfully portrayed in dramatic moments when maybe there is a battle scene playing out, but the musical score overlaid is a cathedral choir singing peacefully. The juxtaposition of carnage mixed with a strain of angelic voices strangely heightens the moment. You have something bad happening at the same time as beauty. Now, it may seem strange to use this as an example of playing poorly well, but if life were lived with a background soundtrack, I feel like this is what would play in those moments that feel difficult, but I show up anyway. Simply putting forth effort, no matter how imperfect and sloppy, is like the angelic choir's singing in juxtaposition of the difficult scene of my life. I sat down to play the piano just this morning, a habit that brings me great enjoyment and peace. And in the middle of the Pathetique Sonata by Beethoven, my son became outraged over losing a privilege and he leaped upon my husband in a tackle. There was yelling and tears and I just continued to play the soothing second movement, hoping the juxtaposition of peaceful beauty, overlaying bursts of anger, could help my own family play poorly well. Life is not perfect. Not every day goes according to plan. People have emotions and make choices and we are all connected to each other. It's important to know that not every day is going to be the best. Not every day will be peaceful and pretty. Some days are hard and doing the basic healthy habits that support us will feel like it requires far more effort. It's in those moments It is more important than ever to still show up, to play poorly well. The way the natural man or woman in all of us will want to respond is to escape, to take the free pass card and numb our senses, binging food or Netflix or social media. When we do this, we may feel better for a moment, but it always requires a recovery. It's not just one step back but now it requires two or three more steps back. Several days of this compounds into lots and lots of recovery, and soon we're having bad days all the time. To stay on the path of progress, we have to learn how to have a good bad day, how to play poorly well, how to show up even if it's sloppy. In these moments of showing up when it's more difficult, I'm reminded of a parable by Stephen Robinson. He calls it the parable of the divers. He says, many years ago, when I was somewhat between nine and 11, I participated in a community summer recreation program in the town where I grew up. I remember in particular, a diving competition for the different age groups held at the community swimming pool. Some of the wealthier kids in our area had their own pools with diving boards, and they were pretty good amateur divers. But there was one kid my age from the less affluent part of town who didn't have his own pool. What he had was raw courage. While the rest of us did our crisp little swan dives, back dives, and jackknifes, being ever so careful to arch our backs and point our toes, this young man attempted backflips, one and a halves, doubles, and so on. But oh he was sloppy. He seldom kept his feet together, he never pointed his toes, and he usually missed his vertical entry. The rest of us observed with smug satisfaction, as the judges held up their scorecards, that he consistently got lower marks than we did with our safe and simple dives, and we congratulated ourselves that we were actually the better divers. He is all heart and no finesse, we told ourselves. After all, we keep our feet together and point our toes. The announcement of the winners was a great shock to us for the brave young lad with the flips had apparently beaten us all. However, I had kept rough track of the scores in my head, and I knew with the arrogance of limited information that the math didn't add up. I had consistently outscored the boy with the flips. And so, certain that an injustice was being perpetrated, I stormed the scorer's table and demanded an explanation. Degree of Difficulty The scorer replied matter-of-factly as he looked me in the eye. Sure, you had better form, but he did harder dives. When you factor in the degree of difficulty, he beat you hands down, kid. Until that moment, I hadn't known that some dives were awarded extra credit because of their greater difficulty. Close quote. When you show up in life on the days that are hard or during a hard trial remember that you are getting extra credit. The degree of difficulty increased. You may look sloppy in your efforts and you may not perform with grace and finesse, but it's about the degree of difficulty. Instead of turning to numbing behaviors on those bad days, can you have a good bad day and give some effort to the things that bring support? How can you play poorly well? For me... This means I play the piano, I go on a walk, I go to bed early, I get off my screen, I talk to a supportive friend, I get outside, I meditate, I go on a bike ride, I hike, I get some solitude, I drink some herbal tea or natural calm magnesium, I jump on the trampoline, I get my heart rate up, or I do deep breathing and get my heart rate down, I listen to something inspiring, I pray, whatever it may be for my body, mind, and spirit that will help me. Play poorly well. When the COVID pandemic first shut down the world in March, 2020, I was having a personal high. I was in great physical shape. I was running every day. I felt like I was living my life purpose. I felt so connected to my spirit and to God. I had amazing habits in place that I was loyally consistent to. I kept doing my habits because they were locked in, but life's level of difficulty increased. I started reading the news every day after years of tuning it out. I got sucked into doom and gloom conversations on both sides of the spectrum. I had a return of PTSD that I hadn't experienced in years, thanks to a daily meditation practice, but it came back. It felt too hard to run in the mornings because my body was so heavy from the mental and emotional toll of the world's energy. Instead of quitting running altogether... I gave myself permission to walk. It was my effort to play poorly well. I wasn't feeling great, but I knew how important it was for me to still show up, even if it wasn't at that peak of where I had been weeks before. My competitive cycling race was canceled, so the motivation to train for a 100-mile bike event was gone. But I still got out every Saturday, and I cycled at a slower pace and lower miles. Can I play poorly well? When you play poorly well, you don't dip as low and you don't go backwards. It may not feel like a ton of progress is being made in the moment, but when you do the math, it astonishingly works in your favor. If you only do the numbing behaviors, you could count that as a minus one for the day. But If you play poorly well and still show up in supportive habits, even if it's sloppy and it's minimal effort, it puts you at zero. True, you may not have gone all out, you may not have done it perfect or even for very long. Minimal sloppy effort. How about a score of zero? But the zero here is not what it seems. It's actually the equivalent of a plus one. The difference between negative one and zero is plus one. On the days that you're on fire and you're feeling awesome, and you might get a plus one above zero, all efforts count. It all adds up. Your plus ones may register at a different place on the scale, but they still count and they still keep you moving forward, even if it shows as a zero. Remember, it's about the level of difficulty. It may seem like the scores are lower, but you have to keep the greater context in mind. A string of bad days that register as negative ones will very quickly put you deep into the negative. But scoring a zero when times are tough is actually keeping you in the positive. It is keeping you progressing. Your lows are higher and they don't last as long. In April 2020 General Conference A clip was shared of President Russell M. Nelson talking with young children. A little girl named Pearl asked him if it was hard to be a prophet. His response was classic. He replied, of course it's hard. Everything to do with becoming more like the Savior is difficult. For example, when God wanted to give the Ten Commandments to Moses, where did he tell Moses to go? Up on top of a mountain, on the top of Mount Sinai. So Moses had to walk all the way up to the top of the mountain to get the Ten Commandments. Now, Heavenly Father could have said, Moses, you start there and I'll start here and I'll meet you halfway. No, the Lord loves effort because effort brings rewards that can't come without it. The Lord loves effort. And some days the effort feels greater than other days because the level of difficulty increased can we still keep going can we remember that all effort counts that even if the score looks like a zero with our effort that it is in reality a plus one as we get better and better at playing poorly well amazing things happen our lows aren't as low and they don't last as long We have good bad days. We're raising our baseline. Our highs become higher and the lows become higher. It's all simply a matter of still showing up, even if it's sloppy, even if it's minimal effort, it still counts. The Lord loves effort. Imagine your life full of good days and good bad days and look forward with faith. If this concept of good, bad days was compelling to you and you wonder how to practice this, I invite you to take my free mini meditation course called The Miracle of Meditation. How to Transform Your Prayers for More Presence, Connection, and Revelation. Meditation is my most important practice of the day, and I use it for so many things, including helping me to create good, bad days. Most of my listeners already have a practice of personal prayer. But the idea of meditation can seem a little foreign. What if I told you meditation is simply a higher form of prayer and you could integrate it right now into your personal prayer practice? This free course will teach you three things you can do right now to make your prayers more meditative. It is the perfect bridge between traditional prayer and meditation. If this is calling out to you, I invite you to register at the link in the show notes, or you can find it on my website at brooksnow.com. Or, If you're ready to jump into guided meditations with a Christ-centered focus, I'm a proud partner with the Small Seeds Still meditation app. I've written and recorded dozens of meditations for the app to meet a variety of topics and needs. You'll find it in your favorite app store, and I'll link it here in the show notes as well. You can do this. I am cheering you on.